1: Welcome into to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. I'm your host, Rudo, joined by Megan and AJ as we are the day after the Avs Game 3 loss to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, going through all the game again, looking at all the sides of this uh, for one way or another. At very least, there's been no supplemental discipline for Devon Taves after the game. Uh, I mean, it is what it is. That's that's some of the news of the day, all right? Not that there should have been, but, you know, some, of, mm-hmm. some people on the Tampa side were pretty upset about a very legal hit. So, it is what it is. Uh, on the other side... Same kind of situation for the most part with uh, with the injuries. But uh, we've talked about Kadri quite a bit. I know, AJ, you're expecting him to play in game four. Megan, how do you feel about it?
0: I'm expecting him to play in game four. I even have the feeling that he could have played in game three, but there wasn't this sense of urgency that would require him to play. And, and <coughs> what this has all been leading up to is a game four appearance
1: all right obviously would have significant implications on the way the abs line up the other conversation here is andre burakovsky do we know anything more about him at this point other than he flew back to the team maybe he's not even he's not even with the team yeah
0: yeah
2: he's not even with the team they said that he's getting additional treatment um i I don't know what that means. Is he getting like a hand massage? Like what's going on here? <laughs> sure. Did he, have, did he have hand surgery? Like what's, I don't know. I have no idea what additional treatment is. It's like you're getting a mani-pedi. Is it mani-pedi day for Berkey? Cause if it is, I'm really jealous. <laughs> mani-pedi days are awesome.
1: Sometimes you just need one. Uh, and if he's getting a mani-pedi, it probably bodes well for him being back, but you know, That also could be they're chopping his hand off, for all I know. So, uh, in the playoffs, both of those things are very much on the table when he's getting additional treatment. You'll never really know for sure. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Here's where I want to start today. Does Kadri in the lineup, and, and we'll get to the the lineup effects of this down the lineup in a minute. I want to talk about specifically Kadri alone here. Does he help fix some of the errors we saw from Colorado last night? I think, uh, uh, well,
2: it depends if he's playing center or wing. Because if he's playing wing, not really. Uh, if Because that, that leaves Comfort still in the middle of the ice and that leaves him in sort of an unfamiliar position because it's not like he plays a lot of wing. Not that I don't want to, I don't want to make this out to be like, it's so hard to go from center to wing and like, you don't know where you are, but like there is an adjustment there and there are some guys who do it better than others. And we've seen Kadri in his Colorado in his tenure in Colorado. He has struggled at times when moved to the wall. Uh, and been at his been at his best in the middle. So I think in the middle of the ice, if he's playing center and he's just not taking face offs, I would say yes., uh, it definitely it goes to address some of the issues that we saw last night. It doesn't necessarily fix all of them. Uh, it doesn't fix Devon Taves throwing pucks at random guys, and then not taking guys in the middle of the ice on defense but it helps with some of the forward rotation issues that we saw. Um, ultimately there were so many breakdowns from different guys though. I mean, you have the entire second line comfort, Lekkanen, Rantanen. Each one of those guys is involved in a major defensive breakdown. Yep. So I like Kadri Kadri alone. Doesn't just like fix all those guys, you know, uh, he he come he comes back in he can handle his his own but i i he, he, uh, these guys are all much better than we saw them play last night that kadri doesn't have to fix them those guys just have to show up and be a better version of what they were yesterday and we've seen it so often i'm not that worried about it especially from a guy like Lekanen, who's just been aces since he got to colorado But him having a bad game, you're just kind of like, okay, well, I guess that just means he's due.
1: How actively do the Avs need to correct some of these issues? Because I definitely think you can look at last night and certainly some of the plays. Look, it's not that often that Devon Taves throws a puck to nobody in the offensive zone. That's something I think you just expect will be better.
2: It's not often that, that Devon Taves and Kale McCarr on the same night are brutally bad defensively.
1: Yep. Like they have
2: their nights where they each struggle, but they don't usually pick the same night.
1: On the other side of that coin, you're talking about Kadri getting back into the lineup. We saw some of the handoffs defensively last night just weren't good enough. Oh. And... Yes, part of that may be players playing in unfamiliar positions, but how easy is that to fix in practice, or how easy is that to fix on a player-by-player basis?
2: Um, I mean, considering they've done it all year long and this hasn't been a persistent problem, I would say it's not that hard to fix. The guys just have to wear it. They have to accept the responsibility. They own last night. They own that loss. They own that score forever. and. The same, the same way that Tampa Bay can't undo the 7 nothing embarrassment in Denver, the Avs can't undo it. Now, if they go back, they get back to work, they refocus, and they go out and they win game four, and they ultimately win the Stanley Cup, then we don't give a shit about last night. We don't ever think about it again. True enough. So I think that's the, that's the easy thing to, to, to say. That fixes it. You refocus, you get back to the details, and you're good.
0: I'm going to have to hop off in just a second. Yeah. But I didn't want to not say anything and just <laughs> exit the show. Bye. <laughs> but, and I also wanted to chime in just a little bit too, before I exit the show. Um, and I think it's kind of reiterating a lot of what AJ is already saying, but it's not really any, it's not a hard fix, but it's only easy enough if they do mentally reset. It's not even something that they necessarily work on in practice because it's just a mental lapse that happened team wide over the course of 60 minutes. And so that just requires a mental reset um, and going back to the basics. And some of that is made easier um, with familiarity. And so if some of the blended lines of game three can regain familiarity with Kadri coming back into the lineup and that trickling down, like maybe that fourth line does get reunited with Kadri back in the lineup somehow and restore some of the familiarity back. Maybe that helps a little bit of the chemistry and cohesion that was just missing and allowing some of these mental lapses in game three. Um, So Kadri returning is not the answer, but it could be a part of the solution because it came down to team-wide execution in the end. And that's what it's going to be in game four anyways.
1: Love the answer. Go Bye. ahead and yeah, top <laughs> out. You might be back later. We'll I'll see
0: back. I'll be back in like fifteen minutes. I'm so sorry. I'll see you guys soon.
1: She's got bigger pods than us to go no, to. No, so. I'll
0: be right back. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh AJ, I'm gonna ask you a question, and I know your answer is gonna be it takes a village, but I want I want at least one specific person for this answer. When you're looking at the ABS to mentally reset who needs to be the mental leader on this team
2: i think it should be i think after last night you want it to be nate okay because he's been so intense yeah he's been so driven and we saw last night that when He started to feel it a little bit. He tried to do it all on his own. Sure. And so I think if he can reset and he can refocus and he can say, okay, I just need to, I just need to figure this out. I need to just back to the details. I need to play the game the way that I am successful. I need to be who I am. I need to not take too much onto my shoulders. Uh, And then they see, you know, the rest of the guys also do this. I just think that that will help them. I, I I, think that will help him because we're three games into the series and Nathan McKinnon has just sort of been part of it. Um, I don't think he's played poorly. But he also but only has one point. I think he has two. Did he get a second one? Uh, well, he had the assist on Nachushkin's first goal in game
1: one. Oh, did they... Yeah, they are always weird with what they give credit for there. Fair
2: enough. I think, I, anyway, it, one or two assists is not what you thought yeah. for three games for Nathan McKinnon. For sure. You know, the whole playoff, Nate, and blah, 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 blah. Um, I do think... Uh, I, I do wonder how much the, the stage has worn on him a little bit. Um, media wise, he's been insulated for a long time and they've, you know, the last couple of years, it's been, he hasn't had to deal with it if he hasn't really wanted to, like he talks occasionally and now basically since the cup final started every day, he's in front of media. And I just wonder, I, I, I don't think it has like a massive impact, but I do wonder how much some of the outside noise is starting to creep in a little bit that's uh, purely speculative for me that i just wonder how much how much that is but i think for the most part i think he's
1: i think he's been fine i think fine is the right word for it uh and i think there are a significant number of players from the abs like obviously game two was great everyone played amazing. the avs blew them out yeah but you a look at team game you look at games one and three and i think a lot of the players in the Avs lineup you can say they were fine not great but fine yeah there were ups and downs yep um and with mac especially you know he is the guy that everyone knows is so supremely laser focused yeah. that uh, look sometimes that can absolutely be a good thing but at other times you you do almost wonder if sometimes that dude needs to take a breath, right? He's got to relax for a second, realize that yes, he is in the cup finals, but he's also still Nathan McKinnon. Yeah. And he can be a difference
2: maker in the cup final. Yep. Um, and look, they got through two games without him having to be the, a superstar. Um, Let's be real. Val Nichushkin isn't going off in the Cup final without Nathan McKinnon. Oh, absolutely. Uh, even even Nichushkin's goal last night that got taken away, still created has, by McKinnon. Yeah, who has the primary assist on that goal? That doesn't count. Yep. Um. So it's it's again, it's not like it's not like Nathan McKinnon has been bad by any stretch. It's just it just hasn't quite been good enough um especially when you're talking about hey you're going to give this guy a blank check in 2 weeks yep you're July trying 1st. To give this guy, well I guess
1: yeah. it's July 13th now but you're
2: going to give this guy a blank check uh to to try and get him onto uh an extension an that an 8 year deal yeah <laughs> that keeps him that that makes him a Colorado Avalanche for the rest of his career yep you would love to see in the biggest moment of his career that he
1: Gets it done. <laughs>
2: yeah, that he is the a driving force in that moment. And right now, um, I don't know that he's been quite that. Yeah. So um just a little bit more would be nice. Um uh, but really like you want much better from Miko, who was really, really good in games one and two. Um defensively last night,
1: Miko was a big mess. Yep. And it- that's uh, you know well and here's the thing and I know the three-headed monster isn't playing together yeah but when you look at those three you have Nathan McKinnon with two assists you have Miko Rantanen with seven assists great the point totals are there the production is there but Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen are both sitting on zero goals three games into the cup final
2: I'm Look, if Biko Randon wants to continue to have two assists per game, that means that two guys, two other guys, are scoring goals. Sure, so I'm com- I'm completely okay with that part of it, but it's got to be the commitment to the details in the other end. Um, they have got to their games have to be complete. Now, in three games, they've played two great hockey games and won,
1: yeah, look, one game that they just threw away. If they if they keep the pattern, if they play. The next three games, two more great hockey games and one they throw away, you feel pretty good, right? First Stanley Cup champions. Yeah. (laughs) You feel pretty good about that as a whole when you look a little bit more at the big picture than just what have you done for me lately. Um, So. There is there is some certain positives to get into here as well. But we are brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, number one rated sportsbook app out there. You can use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. You can go over there and bet $5 on the Stanley Cup Final right now with a new account and get $100 in free bets to go bet on whatever you want. I think the game last night is a great example on maybe why you don't bet on hockey. Because crazy things happen. If Game Two wasn't uh, enough of an example of that for you, but if you want to bet on hockey, uh, are they still taking bets on the Norris Trophy? It's not technically announced yet, so you could still uh, potentially get it in. I don't know if they took it down or not. I haven't checked, but uh, plenty it of
2: weird to leave it up with just three guys.
1: Yeah, the, certainly odds would be much much worse if nothing else with just three guys. Uh, beyond that, though. Uh, you can go bet on whatever you want. You can bet on the result of this cup finals. You can bet on the Con Smythe winner. You can bet on next year's teams already. I'm sure you can probably bet on some of the draft stuff. So go over there, check it all out. You can check out other sports as well, ranging from uh, there was the pool team nine ball world championships going on, all sorts of crazy stuff. At DraftKings. So go over there. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply to DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Uh, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And we're also brought to you by Sexy Pizza. You can go to sexy.pizza to get yourself some delicious pizza from them. Highly recommend all of their pizzas. But, you know, AJ and I are more simple folk, fans of cheese and pepperoni pizzas. None of the crazy stuff. If you're into crazy stuff, they do have like cream cheese jalapeno and all sorts of other crazy options through their philanthropize program. So you can check that out. When you go over there, you can use code DNVR to get 15% off your pizza order. So highly recommend Sexy Pizza, some good delicious stuff for you to keep you fueled for the end of this cup run. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. As we continue going through this, I want to take a look at the ABS back end here, too. And you talked about it. Makar, Taves. It's it's not a stone's throw away to, to expect them to be better in, in Game 4. <laughs> yeah. I, it, you just know that they're capable of so much better than that. But... Yeah my questions move towards the depth of the defense. Can Manson get back to form? Can EJ get back to form? Yeah, I think again, these are
2: guys who had one bad night Uh, and it was just that they all had the bad night on the same night. And I think it might've been, it might've been a little quicksand effect last night where uh, one thing starts to go wrong and then another thing goes wrong. And the next thing, then, you know, you know, you're, you're you're knee deep in problems, and then the next thing you know, you know, you fast forward five minutes from there, and you're drowning.
1: Yep, they compound very very quickly sometimes.
2: So, and especially against really good teams like Tampa Bay, uh, you're talking about uh, you're talking about a team that lives and breathes off of punishing mistakes. Like that's absolutely true. Where that's where they eat is punishing mistakes. So, when you offer up freebies like they did last night, Tampa Bay is just like, uh, okay, I guess this is just a buffet of goals for us.
1: Well, and look at the difference between Game Two and Three, right? Game Two is arguably as perfect as you can play a hockey game. The Avs make essentially no major mistakes, Mm -hmm. and they blow them out, and then. Game three, they make multiple serious, seriously problematic mistakes, and they get blown out. And you look at game one, and, and that one ended up somewhere in the middle, which is where I think a lot of people expected this series to be, is is more closely related to game one than games two and three. But it's also hard for me to see this series continue with the, the trading of blowouts. Yeah, I I just don't see how these teams don't keep the rest of this series extremely competitive with the side cleaning some stuff up on Tampa side, continuing to take advantage of what they don't.
2: It's it's I mean, if they're going to continue to trade blowouts, it's because each team has each team is just absolutely maximizing the night where they're playing well. Yeah. And when things aren't going their way, they're getting absolutely bodied. Yep. So that's the only way, like, that's the only way that that would happen. <laughs> Fair if, enough. If they keep trading those, and it could, like the teams that we've seen, they're of, good to Of course to anything's possible. But I'm, 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 I think I'm good on the blowouts. I think we're going to get, I was mildly surprised by last night's, uh, just how it just how how bad it got, because I expected certainly I expected Colorado to, to lock it in at some point and be like, oh, OK,
1: enough is enough here. And it just never really seemed to get that way. Well, it, it, the game was right there, right? It's not even halfway through the second period and the abs get it back to three, two. And, and I think everyone kind of felt, OK, here we go. Now we're going to get a hockey game and then mistake, mistake, mistake all of a sudden it's five two Tampa. So and and look again credit to Tampa Bay for capitalizing on the Avs mistakes too. There's two teams out there, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um but it's so it's so easy to see the improvements for the Avs in that in that game, right? It's just not a complicated issue where you're like, wow, Tampa did this with them. One thing that they really struggled with is like, yeah, no, it turns out if the abs just cover their guys. Right. Dudes won't be life a lot harder. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe they make a great play
2: and they still beat you, but you know, Miko Rantanen leaving Andre Polak completely open. Um, Steven Stamko skating in between Comfer JT Lekinen. Comfer and Lekinen. Yeah. I mean, it's, well, so uh, yeah, it's really man, porn bots
1: are out hard. Today. Yeah, they're coming real hard today. It's it's crazy out here. Um, anyway, yeah.
2: um, yeah, do we want to talk about which goalie starts game four? Because I think it's,
1: I think we both agree it's going to be Kemper. I think Bedner agrees it's yeah, going to be so Kemper. Here's where I'm at with this conversation we've had it a lot, chat keeps bringing it up. It's not our favorite thing to talk about at this point, Um, but it's going to be Darcy Kemper, not because we think he's better, not because someone thinks Pavel François is better. It's going to be Darcy Kemper because he's the Avs' dude. That's the guy the Avs went out to get to play in this situation, and they're going to stick with their dude. Uh, I mean, if it happens again in Game 4... I think Pavel Fransos would yeah, start game
2: five. Sure. But if,
1: if Kempfer lets in another five, six, seven goals, but he hasn't done that yet. You can't punish a dude for something he hasn't done yet. And he had a game he won while giving up three goals. He had a shutout and he had one game where he got five dropped on his head. Yeah. And so until he proves it in all the abs eyes. All five goals within four feet four of the net. Yeah. All right there. It's oh, tough. It's so, I, I just don't know what else to say in this conversation because I am extremely confident that the Avs want to start him in Game 4, regardless of what anyone else thinks. So, is what it is. Um, yeah, N- nothing really else to add on the goaltender front. Do you need better from Darcy? Absolutely but again he's also the dude the avs got to start in this position that's why they went out and gave up a first round pick for him mhm so they're going to run him
2: a price a price that he justified all year until this goofy ass playoffs where yep. he hasn't been he certainly hasn't been great in the postseason but i we don't really need to get into this again but it's easy to, it There's no doubt he needs to be better in game four.
1: Multiple things can be true there, right? Mm -hmm. He needs to be better and he can still be the guy. Uh, And beyond that, it's... If the Avs' defense is better, Kemper's probably going to look better too, right? I think a lot of the time we act like a goalie is on an island back there. And at times you do need your goalie to bail you out. But also when your defense is playing well in front of him, it's going to make your goalie look better too. So especially after a game like game three, it's really, really hard to make a significant effort to pin it on any one player. Because yeah. you're looking at that lineup saying everyone needs to be better, including Darcy Kemper, but everyone needs to play better than that. So,
2: yep. And they have consistently responded to this kind of adversity uh, throughout the season. They have consistently um, raised their level when they've been pushed. Uh, they've lost three games in the postseason. Like, they've been very, very, very good this year. Um, and this is the the toughest test to date. Uh, this is the best team that they've played. This is a team that commands that respect. I think they're still better. I still think they're going to win the series, Uh, but they've got to put the work in. They've got to execute. If they don't, Tampa Bay will, and Colorado gets to be a footnote in Tampa Bay's history.
1: Yep. It's... At the end of the day, we can talk about this for hours on end. We can nitpick. We can do all of these things. The Avs and or Tampa have to go out there and perform, and the better team will win, ultimately. And as uh, Megan returns to the show, done with her hit on the big fancy podcasts, uh, Megan, let me ask you this. How confident are you that the Avs will respond to this Game 3 loss? Because AJ seems pretty confident.
0: I have almost answered this question in different circumstances throughout the season, and I've underestimated the Avs each time, but I've seen throughout the regular season and then again throughout the playoffs that this is a team that is capable of responding, um, especially after a difficult loss. And so I am confident that they are going to respond at Game 4. Because of what they've been doing all season long, even when I feel nervous, I just don't think that they react the same way that I do.
1: They certainly haven't all the way up to this point. They didn't in their losses to St. Louis in round two. They haven't really all year. Yeah. So I I love the take there. Uh, I think it's a I think it's a good one. Uh, we are brought to you by Foco. You can go over right now. That's Foco.com, F O C O.com, and use promo code DNVR to get 10% off your order. They have a bunch of officially licensed Avalanche merch, including bobbleheads of the 96 Joe Sack X Stanley Cup celebration, as well as more recent material, especially if the Avs uh, do end up doing this thing. They're going to have a ton of different merch that you're probably going to want to get in on, whether it be collectibles, jerseys, all sorts of other stuff, too. So go check it out. Go look at Foco.com. Get all of the stuff that you need because they are ready and loaded for all of your abs gear wants also of course brought to you by breckenridge brewery the official beer of dnvr you can get it down at the dnvr bar you can get it at your local liquor store however you want it you can also go to breckbrew.com and nominate a community star for a potential chance to win tickets to game five in colorado which no matter what happens in game four game five is going to be a crucial game in this series so be sure to uh, go get your chance to get some of those tickets. Um, third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, Megan, I did want to get your thoughts on the defense as a whole as well. Uh, we've talked about Makar and Taves being obviously important, but how important is it for the Avs to get better games out of their depth defensemen? It's,
0: it's pretty important because a lot of breakdowns happened throughout the entire decor. just mistakes that you don't expect a Taves and McCarr to make certainly were surprising, um, but that definitely trickled down through each pairing. Um, And we've seen better from them throughout the playoffs. We've seen better out of Eric Johnson. We've seen better out of Josh Manson. And so that expectation isn't rooted in nothing. And that's why I know that we can expect more from them as a whole. And we talked about it a little on the postgame that it's not that... Byron specifically had a bad night, but he's also been on the brink of so many scoring chances um, that I think that's finally going to happen to him. And how great would it be um, if he has the support of everyone around him in the decor as well?
1: Yeah. I, I, I am curious. Who do you guys think steps up the most in the Avs depth in in this series from here on out? who does it who is it going to be and and obviously look I get it everyone knows that the, the big dogs are going to have to do their thing but is there someone you have it doesn't have to be you know a serious analytical thing just a feeling of someone that you have that might uh, that might be doing something in the abs depth
0: would you c- classify Arturi Lekinen as dogs or is he still a little top sixy I'll
1: allow it I'll allow it <laughs>
0: I, I my, he's my answer. Okay. I think he's going to persist then because he has shown up at important moments um, and he brings so much to the table defensively as a forward that was lacking in game three. That I just think that he, his game has a lot of finish, but it actually does. And so, Archery Lekkaden, I'm so sorry. I'm going to leave the podcast now. <laughs> that's my answer. It's Lechenden, Um because he has done that in the playoffs so, so far.
1: Okay, so you're both on the Lekkonen train. Is he is he a depth key then? Um, I I hope so. I, I hope it is. I, I am curious to see how it all shakes out, of course. Um, but looking at Game Four, is Kadri? You know, obviously we don't know about Burkowski, so we're we're just not going to really be able to adjust for that. But Kadri coming into the lineup. How much better does it actually make the abs? And and this is assuming let's just say Cadre's eighty percent. It's better. It's better. Is yeah. that and full stop? That's enough. That's all you need to know. Is that it's better? Oh,
2: it's it's better because obviously, even if we're assuming eighty percent, seventy percent, yeah, like he won't be he won't be real Kadri, but he'll be functional hockey player. Yeah. Uh, it's better because he, if he can function in the top six role that he's, you would expect to put him in, then your lineup just gets deeper because you, as you go down the lineup that pushes a guy down and that makes them a little bit better. So it's, it's comfort that moves down. Okay. Well, comfort is a guy that has regularly struggled as a top six guy but has made his entire bones in his career as a bottom six guy. So you move him down and then you put your, what's what's moonlighting is your third line right now. You can start to really make back into your fourth line. And we've seen as that line has had to play up, it's lost its effectiveness. It's not as good as a third line because those aren't third line guys. Those guys Helm Cogliano LOC those guys were great and they're eating greedy against other fourth lines they just can't they can't play up on a consistent enough basis you know there were games where they got through an assignment you know in a shift a shift or two uh against a guy like Connor McDavid but that's not their matchup you know like they'll of course uh, the opposing coach wants to try and go after them. Uh, with when he can. And last night they did so successfully. Uh, And and Kadri gives Bednar more options, more flexibility to pick his spots a little more carefully uh, just because, you know, it it does take a village. You get that guy back, one guy drops into your lineup, just kind of changes that dynamic.
0: I look at game two as the blueprint for what I can expect the avalanche to be when they are playing a dominant game and that's a game that doesn't have Nazem Kadri but it also has Barkovsky he's someone we can reasonably say has not been playing at hundred percent for some time now and then he gets a different type of injury in that game Um, and so I think that there's a couple things you could derive from that one that this is a team that can still be dominant without Nazem Kadri um but it also means that there's someone like Burakovsky there looking at game two specifically. So losing Burakovsky but having Kadri back in, I'm hoping that they can return to the blueprint of game two um, and become significantly better just in having Kadri return to the lineup, even if he isn't hundred percent, just because of we saw the impact that Burakovsky had even at not 100%. I like what AJ says, it gives Bednar flexibility because I think the lines were just a little too blended for game three. And they lost some of that familiarity.
1: Yeah. Look, I prevented AJ from saying it takes a village for as long as I could. But ultimately, it's going to boil down to that every single time. The Avs aren't a team run by singular players. This isn't basketball where... One superstar can completely dictate an entire hockey game. And that does happen occasionally, but in so hockey, it it's really lost not already. Like that. Yeah, exactly. You need a full four lines, you need a full three pairings, and you need your goaltender. You need everybody to show up. And at the end of the day, the abs will take it from whoever. If it's a a save from Josh Manson in the middle of the net, when Kemper's out of it, the abs will take it. If it's Darren Helm scoring a series clinching goal, the Avs will take it. It does not matter who gets the job done. It's just everyone on the team pulling in the same direction, getting things going the right way. And I do want to talk about some positives too. I feel like we've been justifiably very negative over the last two days, but the series is still 2-1. The Avs are still in the driver's seat. The whole reason winning both at home Why that was so important is because if the Avs lose a game three and even a game four, which we don't know what will happen yet, they're still in the driver's seat. They're still in control of the series. Mm -hmm. At worst, they get to go home with the series tied with home ice advantage. Yep.
0: It's
2: just that ripple.
1: That's why those two games were important. Yep and look obviously every game's important game 4 is going to matter big time on the on the future of this series it's going to drastically change the way people look at the rest of it obviously you have to show up every single night but you show up you've already shown up well enough twice don't take what you've accomplished already away from yourself focus on some of those positives get back to what you're doing well and trust it at the end of the day I don't think any of the abs fans in chat would be here if they didn't trust it from the abs. So, well, I don't know about that. Uh, maybe not fully, but everyone, everyone rooting for the abs right now believes they are capable of winning two more hockey games in this series. I will put it that way. Uh, thank you for the $2 mystery. Truly. She says home ice, ice baby. Uh, been a long time since i've listened to vanilla ice i'm not gonna lie to you on that one uh but (laughs) i'm about to have a whole ass
2: day dedicated to why the 90s were dope oh my god yeah
1: and vanilla how high is vanilla ice on that list he's not (laughs) okay
2: okay vanilla vanilla ice uh on that list vanilla ice will peak with his appearance in the second tmnt movie (laughs) that's it that's his contribution to my 90s experience
1: you know what was nice about the 90s is i didn't have to ban 15 different porn bots on one stream my god yeah
0: i think they're a good omen
1: i think so too but they're out in force they're really trying to this trying is, to erase it's game three.
0: A weird time of day i don't <laughs> know they operate on any sort of schedule <laughs>
1: Where'd yeah, the... bots, bots
2: got to sleep, apparently, because we haven't been getting them as much during the night stream.
0: That's what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> but 2 p.m., uh, no pun intended, but they going hard. All right. So they're infecting people's work computers, confirmed. All right. Yeah. People clock out at 5 p.m. and the porn bots disappear. <laughs> That's where it's at right now. Uh, look, I'm expecting this series to be an absolute blast from here on out. Game four is still in Tampa Bay. The Avs still have a lot of work to do. But how should the Avs approach this game? Obviously, it's it's full reset from game three. I get that. New series. (laughs) Approach it like it's game one. Okay. Um, because
2: they're not going to have Braden Point, and you're going to, you, you know, if you have Nazem Kadri, you feel like that pendulum is swung back in your favor a little bit. Instead of losing both Kadri and Burakovsky, uh, you feel pretty good. Well, you approach you approach it, you approach it like it's a whole new. So you just totally reset. You throw it all out the window. You win tomorrow. You don't worry about anything else. You win tomorrow. Okay.
1: So the go one and no oh theory.
0: I love that. And I think it's been a philosophy embraced by the team with their five minute focus, narrowing the game down to just winning the five minute battle, five minutes at a time. I think that's true for this next game, too.
1: Yeah. It, it, look, it's gotten them this far, right? So why deviate from the plan there? Uh, is there any thought to the Avs having a little bit more fun, maybe lightening up a little bit, taking a second to get away from the moment, so they're not completely? There's a there's a place where sometimes you get over focused. Yeah, a situation at, like this. Look at
2: look at Vegas at the end of the regular season, where every single game was life or death. Every single every single game was you know, do or die, the most important thing in the world. Uh, it, it, you you have to enjoy where you are. You have to enjoy putting the work in. Uh, and I I don't think that after last night, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, they're not having fun. Like, they had a great time in for the first two games in Denver. I, I, I think McKinnon's that last interview night, was
1: great, right, after the game even.
2: Last night, they got punched in it. the mouth. And that's it. They got punched in the mouth. Now you have to you're in a heavyweight fight. Guess what happens in a heavyweight fight? You get punched in the mouth. Now you got to respond to it. It's on them. I don't think they're too tight. I don't think they're not having fun. I don't think they're too serious. I think they're in the sweet spot of where they should be emotionally. They just played poorly last night. And they didn't it what 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 should harden everybody is that Tampa Bay didn't do anything to them. Yep. Like Colorado's biggest problems were self-inflicted. If Colorado can, can limit those mistakes can survive and then maybe get a save or two along the way. Going to be
1: fine. So it's really just as easy as just play better. Yeah. It's crazy how much pro
2: sports come down to just be better. Just execute. You look at basketball. How often is basketball just, Oh, which team made shots that night?
0: Yeah. Yeah we've talked about it a little too. And some of why game three's loss was so disappointing is because for a moment, you know that that's not the way you'd like to see this team lose a game, just get completely complacent and shut down. But at the same time, if it had been a closer game, like game one for Tampa Bay, that would leave a lot more room for improvement. Um, That would concern me a little bit more, but it, I think it actually is. I'm, seeing some positives and how they lose game three, actually just meaning, you know what, they're better than this. They're capable of better. And it's actually that simple. I'd actually be more concerned if it were a closer game, because then they would have to come up with some more challenging solutions to their problems.
1: I love simple answers. So we can pretty much leave it there. Any final thoughts on game three, the rest of the series, anything else you guys want to touch on? I'm, please win
2: tomorrow. <laughs> I'm over with. Yeah. I I told Enrique when I got home last night, I was like, this all sets up for the party of all parties on a Friday night in Denver. It does. And it would be great. Like, it would be great if, you know, there's still a lot of work to do. They still have to win two whole games here. But <sighs> it's so close, man. Like, you just I want I want that party on Friday. Party on Sunday is cool too. It's fine.
1: Yeah. It. Uh, but party, please. If they get there, they get there. Either way, you know we'll be here talking about it every single weekday and probably on the weekends as it comes down to it. So, <laughs> be sure to tune in here on the DNVR Avalanche YouTube channel. It's also a great time to go get a DNVR Avalanche membership. Uh, If you get an annual one, you get a free shirt along with it. So check that out. Uh, We're going to get out of here for the day. We appreciate all of y'all hanging out with us. We'll be back tomorrow, of course, pregame, watch along, postgame, everything coming your way. So be sure to check all of that out. But until then, we will talk to you on the next one.